Warning, The Enon Project is a podcast hosted by a silly man with opinions ranging from uninformed to intentionally ridiculous. As such, if you hear something you don't like, please keep in mind that Ian is a self-aware idiot and hopes only to entertain. He usually has no idea what he is rambling about. Enjoy. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Enon Project. This is Ian here, and what? What? What's that? Oh, you had Julio Jones and Fantasy? Oh, yeah, well, I did too, and it didn't do me any good. I'm still upset. It's Thursday. We're starting the new Fantasy Week. I'm still upset. For those of you, for the uninitiated, Julio Jones, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, and an all-around fantastic fellow. And I have met him, actually, so I'm not just making that up. He was very kind. I held the door for him. I didn't even know it was him at the time. That's another story. Um, goes out, has a career. Well, yeah, for him, it's a career, a career and a franchise record day. 12 catches for 300 yards and a touchdown. And I owned him in one of my fantasy leagues, and it didn't get me jack squat. Because the guy I was playing just annihilated me. So the only consolation I have is the team I was playing is God Bless America. That's the name of the team. So I'll be all right with that. But ay, ay, ay. Not, a, uh, not a good... So far in fantasy, we're four weeks into fantasy football, and I'm 2-2 two and two in every single league. And it's just not fun to be 2-2. Two two. It's not fun to be mediocre. You're not bad enough to where you can say, forget this, I quit. And you're not good enough to be, like, you know, to be proud of it. So, the only consolation you have is that anybody who's too proud of his fantasy football accomplishments, you get to make fun of. So, everybody just everybody just kind of sits there and nobody says anything. And then quietly to yourself at the end of the, like, you're in bed the lights are down low. You got an episode of Modern Family playing on the TV, and you just think to yourself: you just ball your ball your hand up into a little fist. You do a little pump, and you go, "Yes," and that's the extent of it. But I haven't gotten to do much of that this this year so far. Okay, well that's enough of that, Ian. Why don't you talk about something interesting? All right, I'll try. Um, Something interesting. Well, how about this past weekend? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. And, you know, a solid third to a quarter of my audience was here this weekend. So I'll actually be entertaining somebody by talking about this past weekend. Well, what did you do, Ian? Well, thank you for asking. What we did was we had Will's Bachelor Party Weekend. Woo! 2016. Hopefully there's not a next one. If there's one in 2017, something's gone horribly wrong. But yeah, Will and his two groomsmen, Josh and Logan, were in Memphis. And no, we did not record a podcast together like we said we were going to. But that's because our days were filled up with just too much fun. We had a load of fun. We did all kinds of fun things. Oh my goodness. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to list every last one of them because other than that, I don't have much to talk about. 
I mean, if you take away the things that I think are fun about life, then I don't know what I'm going to talk about on this. And if so, if you don't like it, you should probably stop listening. But if you do like listening to me talk about things I enjoyed, then here we go. So they got here Friday afternoon. The guys did. They drove all the way from Georgia. Much love and appreciation for that. And they got here Friday afternoon, and the first thing we decided to do after we kind of rested and everybody went to the bathroom, which is what you have to do after an eight-hour car ride, uh, we, uh, we went to the top of the pyramid here in Memphis. Now, if you don't know, go Google the pyramid in Memphis. It, is, it used to be an, a sports arena. Um, it was the home of the University of Memphis Tigers basketball. And then it was the home when my employer moved here. The Vancouver Grizzlies moved here in 2001 after five less than, <clears throat> excuse me, less than stellar years in Vancouver in Canada. So they moved here and they have been here since then. And then three years after they moved here, 2004, two or three years, they moved into the brand new FedEx Forum at the time, which is where I work today. So the pyramid has some history with the basketball team. and But after they left, after the Grizzlies left, it pretty much laid dormant for over a decade until Bass Pro Shops decided, well, let's, let's put a Bass Pro Shop that specializes in hunting and fishing and stuff. Let's put that in a pyramid. All right, well, that makes sense. So they put it in there uh, about a year ago. And golly, it's been magic ever since. You go in, first of all, it's this giant glass pyramid with a now an, a, an enormous Bass Pro Shop sign on it. And I'm not, I'm not much of an outdoorsy guy. I'm really not, I've never shot a weapon, a gun, that is. I mean... I've probably really never shot anything that you would consider to be a weapon. I've never done archery with a real bow and arrow. Uh, I mean, I've used a slingshot before. And that's all David needed, don't you know? So, um, but I, I'm not, I've, I've fished a few times. I will admit fishing was fun. I did deep sea fishing. What wasn't fun was the fact that I was on the deep sea. Because it was, oh my gosh, I don't know what it was. We were off Charleston, South Carolina. Or, no, excuse me, Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach was when we went deep sea fishing. And it was choppy. Oh my goodness. I got so sick on that boat. Oh, ugh, just terrible. I threw up so many times. And let me give you a little word of advice. If you're ever going deep sea fishing, like on a rental, like, like on one of those boats where like a million people go deep sea fishing together on a big boat. And by big, I mean not very big, but big enough. Use the restroom before you go out. And if you don't think you have to go to the bathroom, go anyway. I mean, because you do not want to use the toilet on a 90-something degree day on the ocean bopping around on a boat. It's not... No. Whew. I just I just got a little nauseous just thinking about that. Jeez. Or it might have been the dinner that I had. But um 
So yeah, so I'm not a big outdoorsy guy. I enjoy it sometimes. I do enjoy hiking and stuff like that, but that's, you know, there's like, that's like a little piddly section in Bass Pro Shops for that. So we went and we wandered around a little bit, and then we went to the top, to the observation deck, which is actually pretty cool. You know Bass Pro Shops, the, that pyramid is taller than the Statue of Liberty? How about that? Fun fact for you. I don't know if the observation deck is taller than the Statue of Liberty, but you're pretty far, pretty high up there. And um, we looked around. The sun was setting. It was beautiful. It was romantic. A perfect opportunity for four grown men to stand there. Uh, Logan was scared of heights, which was great. We had a lot of fun with that. And uh, then we went back downstairs. And we went to dinner at Central Barbecue, which is delicious. Uh, not my favorite barbecue place in Memphis, but like I was telling the guys, like you can be like the second or third best barbecue place in Memphis and still be better than just about anywhere else. So, um, so that was good. And then we chilled out. We watched some impractical jokers, which is one of my very favorite shows and will enjoyed it as well. Um, so that was the goal, obviously. We were trying to give Will the best best possible time we could. And um, so the next morning, we woke up, we went to breakfast. Breakfast was just down the street. It wasn't supposed to be an eventful thing, but it just so happened our waitress was adorable. So, um, and by the way, in the absolute, like, most elegant way I've ever seen our waitress slipped in at the very beginning of the conversation about drinks that she had a fiance and we were like okay well and I like that thank you thank you for saving me from uh sitting here and trying to think if I am gonna awkwardly ask you out or something I really appreciated it but she was really sweet really cute the only problem was uh, other than, I mean, you know, other than the fiance, but when, I'm not talking about problem as in whatever. I'm talking about problem as in, now, now this is a more innocent problem. But, so it was Saturday, it was the day of Georgia versus Tennessee in football. University of Georgia and University of Tennessee were facing off in Athens. And I was wearing my Georgia gear, as I do, and I enjoy doing it in, uh, in Tennessee, here in enemy territory. Um, and, uh, she was wearing a Tennessee shirt, but she was funny. You know, she was game. We took a little picture of us wrestling, which I thoroughly enjoyed for reasons that I won't go into. And then we, uh, we had, so we had a great breakfast. It was very fun. And then we went to the zoo. I've talked about the zoo before. The zoo was, it, it was, first of all, it was a beautiful day to be outside. Oh my, I mean, it was one of the better days that I've been outside. And that's in 20-something years. Like, it was 73, 74 or something, and just, like, cloudy, but not where it looked like it might actually rain. Oh, man. <sighs> Let's just have a moment of silence for that day. That, it was just fantastic. It was worth it. Thank you for observing the moment of silence. Did you take a knee during the moment of silence for the nice day? No? Good. Um, so anyway, we were at the zoo, and it was a beautiful day, so of course there's a million people there, which I was really concerned about because a million people 
you know, there's not a million people at the birdhouse. You know, everybody's going to one or two or three things, and that's what we found. But this zoo is so well laid out and so spread out that it kind of, there was room. There was room for everybody, and that was great. And we went in, we, we saw all the animals. Will got to see his red pandas. The red panda was out. Uh, not only was the red panda out, the guy was, he was just adorable. You know, he's up there on his little bamboo stand in the tree, posing for you. Uh, it was fantastic. That was the red panda. Red pandas, otters. Unfortunately, the otter exhibit was closed. It's getting renovated. And, uh,. Wolves are probably my my favorites, so I like the uh, small to medium sized mammals. Those are those are good things. Not too small, not tiny, not bats or or mice. I don't know. You got to be a little. You got to be a little more something to you. But um, so the red panda was out. We got to see that. Um, we got to see all kinds of cool animals it was a good time and we, we we went to the sea lion show we got to see the elephants get fed elephants are awesome i mean i don't know anybody that doesn't like elephants so i don't know who i'm gonna have to convince but i mean these things are so smart what i was really struck by at the zoo that day was how smart these animals are i mean they just the trainers the sign language between the trainers and the animals is amazing like the trainer will just hold out a hand and the elephant will turn around and stick its feet up so that the trainer can inspect its feet, make sure that it's okay. The bottom of an elephant foot, by the way, looks like a sneaker that you have worn for about six years straight. You know after you wear a sneaker so long that there's no tread whatsoever and it's just flat and anytime you step on a concrete surface uh, after it rains, you almost fall over and die? You know what I'm talking about? That's what a bottom of an elephant foot looks like. It's hilarious. It looks like they've been just walking around on old sneakers. But it's their foot. Probably not so funny to the elephant. That's why they have to check it, don't you know? I don't know why I'm saying don't you know. I've never said that before. I've said it twice in the last 15 minutes. I've never said it like in conversation. Usually I say you know what I'm talking about you know, or you know what I mean. So maybe I'm trying something new. Maybe my mind is subconsciously tired of saying things the same way after saying it this long. Maybe I'm going to be have an have a Ian Renaissance here. Let's get back on track. All right, so plowing ahead here. We're, we're at the zoo. Had a great time. We, uh, we each of us picked out a little 75-cent rubber uh, little figurine to represent us. Logan was the polar bear. Uh, Josh was the wolf, Will was the bald eagle, and I was an okapi. What is an okapi? It's like a cross between a short-necked giraffe, which is not a thing, I'm just saying it doesn't have a crazy long neck, and a zebra. It does have a long neck, but not giraffe long. And I just picked it because it was the most random thing they had there, and I thought that suited me pretty well. But, um... So we had, we had a good time at the zoo, and then we decided to go to, or then we decided, we decided a long time ago when I made the reservations. Then we went to an escape room. Now, I've never done an escape room before. So what an escape room is, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, they originated in Japan. It's, it's based off of, like, these video games 
So you know how video games used to be based off of real life? Now real life is being based off of video games. Um, so it's, it's, it's a, like a room, you get locked into a room and you have to solve a bunch of puzzles to figure out how to get out. And it's exactly as cool a premise as it sounds. Um, if, to the point that if you think that sounds really lame, like, oh, puzzles, then don't do it. But if you're like, oh, that sounds kind of cool, like you're a secret agent, do it. You will enjoy it. Um, the only thing was we went to the escape room and we did the museum heist theme. So it was we were somebody had stolen a, a picture, a painting, the Mona Lisa, apparently we found out from a museum and was hiding it in their fancy home. And we had to break into the home and steal the painting back and get it back to the museum in time. So we had an hour. Uh, apparently the museum was just down the street because when we broke out, we did escape. We escaped with 11 minutes left. That's not long to get very, very far. So um, thank goodness. Thank goodness the museum was next door. So we, uh, we, we enjoyed it and we were successful, as I said. The only problem was if... So these rooms are built for eight people to go at a time. And we had four of us. And the night before, I had checked at like one in the morning to see. And nobody else was signed up. And it was just going to be us four. And I was stoked. And I did the same thing you do when you win your fantasy game. You just ball your fist up and... Yes. Like that. Um... I was stoked. I was re- I was I was glad that we only had uh, four people. But then we got there. Lo and behold, they've added one girl who was an actual employee of the place, and she had to experience all of the rooms for herself. So they added. So she got added, which was fine, and she seemed very nice. And then they added these other two girls that got there right before it started. I don't. I remember what these two girls' names were. But we're gonna call we're gonna call them Thumper, and the other one we're gonna call Joe Beth. I don't I don't know why. Um, Thumper has a reason. Thumper, throughout the entire evening, apparently she had a bad weave. This is what I was told later on. She had a bad weave, and it itched her scalp. And so she went through the entire experience slapping herself in the head. And I thought she was having a seizure. She was having a fit is what it looked like to me. So I was, I didn't know what, I, I was thinking I might need to go and get some help. But we were trapped in the, in the, in the man's house. But so it was, it was very strange. Um, I had never seen that before. I, I've never, I, I didn't realize that apparently if you scratch the weave, if, like if you, you, you know what drives me nuts when people say itch like a verb? Like, oh, I had to itch it. No, you never, you never itch something. You scratch an itch. Okay. Oh my gosh. I don't know why that gets me. But some things, it's not all grammar either. Like, I live in Memphis. I hear ridiculously poor grammar on the regular. And I say it myself sometimes because it's fun. I'm not a grammar Nazi where I have to say it all the time. I say whatever sounds fun for the moment. When I go to a basketball game, 
I'll throw some some uh, a little black scent on there. You know, you gotta have your black scent. I'm not gonna do it now because then that's ridiculous. But uh, maybe I'll do it when I get my buddy Dante or somebody on the on the podcast, and we'll 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 do a little. Although Dante has better diction and speech than I do, but um, but yeah, so. I didn't understand what was going on, but apparently she had to smack herself in the head to stop herself from from itching. I don't know. The other one, Joe Beth, was just an unfortunate, homely woman, young woman. But uh, so anyway, we go into this little room. We where so first we have to break into the guy's house to then steal the painting back and then break back out. So we're standing there, and they put us in this little area that was supposed to be the front door of this guy's house. By the way, if the guy's a billionaire art collector, this was a very cheap-looking little panel-siding house. Like, it looked, I, I, don't, I don't know, whatever. You know, why, why, why am I doing that? Why am I judging them? They're doing the best they can. Gosh, Ian, such a jerk. Um... It was fun. And so we're standing there and we're all looking at each other. We're trying to get to know each other. We're introducing each other to each other. And I, or somebody said, have you guys ever done this before? And everybody's like, oh, no, we've never done anything like this before. Well, the game master guy leaves after giving us the briefing. The clock appears on the monitor 60 minutes to get out. It goes, doot, 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 just like the, uh, the drag racing thing. And as soon as the clock started, this woman who had never done this before, Joe Beth, moves my... We're standing on a fake little patio, okay? So there's like this wood floor, like a, like a decking, like deck, you know? Gosh, I don't know anything about construction or masculinity. We're standing on this deck thing. And as soon as the clock goes off, this woman, Joe Beth, who says, Oh, I've never done anything like this before moves my foot off of a plank, like picks up my foot. I didn't know what was happening. I thought that she thought we were going to be trapped in there for long enough that she needed to gnaw off my foot and eat it for sustenance or something. Moves my foot out of the way, rips up a board on the ground, and finds a flashlight with with a uh, black light in it. And I was like, never done. You guys, we were in the front door. And I had, the first five minutes of that experience, I had no idea what was going on. Absolutely none. By the time I got into the doorway, so I was in the little main room that we were trapped inside, whatever, that we had to get out. There were books everywhere. Like it was supposed to be a little living room. There were books everywhere. People were holding little symbols in their hand that they had found that were like laminated things with Velcro. Somebody had written a math equation on the whiteboard by the time I walked in. And I I didn't know what any of it was. And I just decided right then, I am not, this is not going to be a good time. Like, I was like, something has to be done here. So I just kind of peeled off and tried to do my own thing. I solved a couple of clues. I did. I felt good about myself. Um... I solved a couple of clues. Will, the poor the bachelor, the guy who all this was for, 
he got relegated to just putting in codes to locks and unlocking them. <laughs> but uh, we did escape, thank goodness. And then we uh, we escaped. We we gave the Mona Lisa back to the museum, like like dead gum heroes. Um. And then we left there. We went to dinner. We went to one of my favorite places, Texas de Brazil, or Tejas de Brazil, or as uh, Josh, one of the groomsmen, and I ended up calling it Tejas de Brazil. And we just made noises, and that was it. And so it's a Brazilian steakhouse. If you haven't been to a Brazilian steakhouse, not all of them are created equal, okay? That's the most important thing to know, all right? But Texas Day Brazil is a chain. There's a lot of them across the country. If you've never been to a Brazilian steakhouse, try them first, okay? We went to one in Myrtle Beach. I won't say what it was because I'm not trying to disparage people. It was not good. I don't know if there's more than one. Maybe there's only one and I'm disparaging them anyway. It was not good. The The meats were like there was just too much fat and stuff. It just wasn't as good as cuts of meat. Um, and it was just as expensive, but... Tejas de Brazil was on point as ever. These guys had never been to a Brazilian steakhouse. They just come around. You just you get a plate, okay, and you can either eat at the salad bar, which has more than salad. It's got like, you know, um, smoked salmon and lots of cheeses and soups. Oh, the seafood bisque, lobster bisque. I keep saying it wrong. Oh, the lobster bisque is so. <sighs> Um, but you can just eat that and it's like 20 something dollars, like high twenties or for 40 something dollars, you do the whole kit and caboodle where you get a plate, you have a a little token on your table. That's green on one side and red on the other. And it's red when you get there, when you flip it over to green, these dudes come walking by with meat on swords and they just carve it off and it's on your plate before you know what happened. And I mean, we're talking the bet. The, my favorite's the flank steak, flank steak, filet mignon, pork tenderloin, you know, lamb chops, uh, chicken wrapped in bacon, filet wrapped in bacon, garlic sirloin, house sirloin, you name it. There's literally, there's literally like 16 different things that you can eat. And then there's Brazilian sausage and just that everybody has to try it. And then you just are like, why am I eating sausage? There's steak. There's filet mignon right there. So, um, anyway, what was I? T- I got sorry. I lost track of where I was. We were we ate there, and uh, and you just eat as much as you want, as much as you can fill yourself with. And we had a great time, dude. We got dessert at the end. Some of the guys got cheesecake. I got a little bananas Foster pie, which was so good. It was like uh, banana pudding, but. Oh, I don't even know. It was just great. And then Josh got carrot cake for whatever reason. He swears it's good. I've never understood carrot cake. That's like, oh, let's take a vegetable and make a cake out of it. No, I, I understand there's sweet carrots. I get that. But uh, nah, come on. Just, you know, stick with the chocolate and the, and the sweet stuff. Let's not. I was already using bananas. I was using fruit. So let's not get let's not get carried away here. But um it was delicious, um, as always. And uh, after that, we went and had a nightcap at the the uh, one of the really nice hotels here in Memphis, at the Peabody Hotel. 
and there were brides walking around. There was at least two wedding parties in there, and it was cool um, because we were there for a bachelor party. We had a little little issue with the uh, with the waitress um, who I didn't hear her. I didn't hear her talk like ever. She just kind of grunted at us and like waited for us. She walked up and just waited for us to tell her what we wanted. And I was like, uh, can we get a drink menu? We got the drink menu. The only word I heard her speak was when she brought Josh, his virgin pina colada. And she just sets it down and says, virgin. And I laughed. I laughed a little bit at that, but, um, that was the only time I heard her speak. But afterwards, she accused me of not paying my bill. She said I shortchanged her, and I didn't. I had an $11 and something and a few cents glass of Crown Royal Apple, and I left her 13 bucks. It was all the cash I had in my wallet. Otherwise, I would have had to use a card. I thought a dollar and a half plus, like a dollar sixty something tip was pretty decent for one drink. You know, how much does she need? You know, what did you do? But she said I only left like two dollars. I don't even know what happened. The only way we we tried to just leave because she was so unpleasant. And then, of course, Logan forgets his phone. So he has to go back for it. And that's how it got into this, like, disagreement. But then she backed off on it. Whatever, dude. I don't know. You know, I feel sorry for these people, to be honest with you. They, they got to deal. If you got to deal with people, particularly drunk people on the regular, I'm, I've... It's, it, it takes a lot for me to get actually mad at you. But she tried, bless her heart. She put she, she put the work in. But, uh, yeah, we had a great time. Look at this. I spent the whole podcast talking about it. Then we the next morning, we sent Will off with a uh, traditional McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> Not quite up to the standards that we had eaten before. But I, I think everybody was still full from, uh, from Teos de Brazil earlier. So, um but we had a great time. Uh, it was good to get to hang out with those dudes. It gave me a really great, fun weekend that I needed here as we get closer to the season and my work ramps up. So uh, thanks to Josh, Logan, and, of course, Will for coming out here and for giving us uh, the opportunity to have a fun time as a, as a wedding party, as the groom's party. And uh, thank you guys for listening. If you want to write in to the podcast please do the Enon project at gmail.com. So that's T H E E N O N P R O J E C T at gmail.com. No caps or spaces right in or don't. And I'll just ramble about something else that happens in my life next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later.